Our text this morning is taken from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 18. St. Luke, chapter 18. And I'll read the first eight verses. Luke 18, 1 through 8. And he spake a parable unto them through this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he be along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them, Speedily. I believe from these few verses of scripture here, it speaks to us about the importance of persistence. And this lady that had some issue that she needed this judge to resolve, she continually went to him until she got the answer that she sought. Her persistence wore the judge down, and he met her at her point of need. And I believe that speaks to us the importance of being persistent in prayer. And certainly prayer is always something that ought to be captivating or something that is interesting to Christians. Because without prayer... We would not have a whole lot of spiritual life. In fact, prayer is the life breath of true Christianity. It is what keeps us in contact and close to our Heavenly Father. And even in prayer, prayer was where the true Christianity and true religion began. You go way back to the early church and we see that in their time, they certainly persisted in prayer. And because there were those that before us that persisted but in, in their prayer that we have available to us what we enjoy today. And if that is to continue and to go forward, then we as well have to be persistent in prayer. And as we study the Bible and read scriptures, when an individual becomes a Christian, prayer is actually one of the first evidences that a person's life has been changed. We see in the book of Acts in chapter 9 and in verse 11, it tells us of Saul of Tarsus. He met God on the road to Damascus, and God made a change in his life. Actually, while he was on that road, he became blind. But after he got to his destination, God sent Ananias to go and see him. And you know, Paul's reputation, I guess, beforehand, a lot of people were somewhat weary of him. 
But God told Ananias to go and meet him. He said, because he prayeth. So Paul's life, he was not a prayer warrior by no means until he met the Lord. But we see in his story that there was a complete change when he prayed and met the Master. But not only does prayer empower our lives and change our lives, but there is a warning in Scripture as well that if we neglect to pray, it takes us on a road where failure is quite possible. In Matthew 26, it tells us to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. So there is a value in prayer. If we neglect that, then you know, there will be times we will encounter different situations, different problems. And how will we get through? Prayer connects us to God. And in these times, we don't rely on our own strength. We rely upon the Lord's strength through that prayer. And He enables us and helps us in the difficulties. As individuals, as human beings, we were all created with a spiritual instinct. The Bible tells us back in, in, Gen, in the book of Genesis that God breathed into Adam the breath of life. So that's where our inner connection with God stems from because the breath of life comes from God. And that makes that spiritual connection. I've often taught, I've heard even sinners say that they pray. Why would a sinner feel a need to pray? Because when they are facing life's difficulties, there is something in them that I believe that spiritual connection is there that God placed within them when he created them that helps them to realize that there is someone that is available to help them and all they need to do is whisper a prayer. Yes, we all know we can pray and be great prayer warriors. But there are still obstacles, there are still difficulties that come in the way even in effective and persistent prayer. We read the story of Daniel. At one point he prayed for 21 days. But you know, the Bible tells us the moment that he prayed, the answer was already sent. The answer was on the way, but there was an hindrance that stood in the way of that prayer being answered immediately. But Daniel didn't know or realize that, but he continued and he persisted and eventually he got the answer. And it is always important as Christians that we always be in the spirit or have an attitude of prayer. It may not be always possible to be down on our knees or to be always, always in church, even in our daily routines, whether at work or at home in our vehicles, God is always available. But the best place is when we get alone with God, when we take that time and go to our knees. That certainly makes a difference. And the Bible encourages us and teaches us much about prayer. And Jesus himself became a, a great example. We see where he took times and alone he would go up into the mountains to pray. So if Jesus needed prayer, 
we certainly need prayer. And over in the book of Thessalonians, again, the Apostle Paul, after he was changed, he wrote that we ought to pray without ceasing. And when we are in that attitude of prayer, and when we have an attitude of continual prayer, that even through our daily goings, that we keep our mind focused on the Lord, we don't know how much good that persistent prayer is doing. And we don't know how much these persistent prayers, how much bad it keeps away from us. When we traveled from Fort McMurray here to Portland a couple of days ago, we left Fort McMurray 7 o'clock in the morning. We were supposed to arrive here at 2.45 in the afternoon. And of course, we took our time and we prayed and asked the Lord to give us a safe journey to our destination. When we arrived in Calgary, our flight was canceled. So we had to spend an extra eight hours at the airport in Calgary. But my wife said, maybe the Lord is keeping us from something. Or maybe he's keeping something from us. We don't know. But we know God always has our best interests at heart. And that is why it is important that not only regular prayer, but there are times when we need to persist. We need to go a little deeper. But in that prayer that the Apostle Paul wrote to pray without ceasing, he encouraged us in our prayer not to faint. To faint means that we lose heart or we, we become discouraged. And that is possible. If you've been pl- praying for something or a certain situation for a long time, and nothing changes, you see no evidence of anything changes, our human instincts at times can cause us to become discouraged. And probably at these times we don't pray like we probably should. But another reason it's easy to lose heart, prayer is hard work. It takes some discipline to spend that time that is necessary to get a hold of God and get the answers that we desire. As human beings, especially in, I guess, in, in the time that we live in now, uh, I guess we have a, I've heard it mentioned, a microwave mentality. We want everything instantly. But that, it doesn't always work that way. There are times when, when we have to wait. But in our waiting, we don't lose heart. We continue to hold on. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And it's easy to lose heart in prayer because our enemy, the devil, he hates prayer. He don't want you to feel that your prayer is being heard or that your prayer's getting through. I've heard many Christians over the years say they've knelt to the altar and have felt like they've been kneeling at a brick wall. And if there was no power in prayer, Satan wouldn't try and enter your prayer. But he knows that if you persist and if you get a hold of God, then he will have no hold upon you. But oftentimes, and I mean, even as my, myself, I'm, I'm guilty as anybody else. Oftentimes, 
prayer becomes the last resort instead of our first resort. You know, we have a mindset that, well, maybe I can solve my own problems. Maybe I can take care of this situation that I'm dealing with. But as time progresses, it seems that, you know what, things just get more difficult. But I believe that if we take prayer as our first resort, that no matter what the situation, that if we would go to God first and ask Him to show us the way, to direct us to the right path, that will make a lot of difference. And in the Bible, it doesn't to tell us to pray and not lose heart because God is reluctant. Reluctant. We see this judge in, in, this, in the verses that we read. He was somewhat reluctant. But the Bible encourages us to pray and not faint because God is the opposite. And he will certainly answer in his time. A persistent prayer not only brings answers to our life situations, but persistent prayer brings a change within our innermost being. There is a transforming element within prayer. It, it, It helps to build within us the character of God. When you look at an individual and you realize this is the son of Mr. Whoever, this is the daughter of Mrs. Whoever, you know them because the DNA of their parents is in their children. It makes them recognizable. So that's what prayer does for us as Christians. The more we pray, the more we're connected to God. It creates within us the character of God. And not only that, prayer builds us, builds within us a heart that cares about things and people the way that God does. And again, the Bible gives us many examples of persistent prayer. I already mentioned Daniel, but as well, we have the story of Hannah. We know what, what she prayed for, but you know, she was in a very difficult family situation, but that did not hinder her prayer life. She continued year after year to go before God in prayer and to present her needs. We have Hezekiah. When he was faced with a threat from a large army, what did he do? He went into the temple and the litter that was written to him, the Bible says, he spread it out before the Lord. He took it to the Lord in prayer. And we have Jacob. The Bible tells us that he wrestled all night with God. It takes a lot of endurance to spend an whole uh, night in prayer. I've never prayed. All night true. But I've spent many hours. I remember when I was seeking for my baptism. A lot of the hours I prayed, if I'd have been a, a little more submissive, probably wouldn't have took me as long. But I knew what God was calling for, and I was a little hesitant. But that did not stop me from praying. I would always go back, and I would pray and tell the Lord what was on my heart. I'd done that repeatedly. But you know, the moment that I yielded and said, yes, Lord, 
I received the answer. Instead of being coming, becoming discouraged and saying, okay, I'm content the way I am. No, I still wanted the blessing of the Lord. So it took persistence and it took commitment on my part. And Jacob said, he said, I will not let thee go unless you bless me. Jacob received the blessing because he was persistent. And you know, you, you read stories of those down through the years that have had the same encounters. Oftentimes we, we wonder if others encounter the same things that we do. Yes, I don't think there's anything like the Bible says that we encounter, but it's all common to mankind. But I read a story of John Wesley. And it said that early in his ministry, he encountered many times of denial. In fact, there was one time period for many weeks, five or six weeks, he, he was invited to a number of different churches. And after he preached in all of these churches, he was turned away and told not to come back. They did not want what he was preaching. And that could have been discouraging. But John Wesley, he persisted. After he was kicked out of the churches, he decided he would preach on the side of the highway. And he said, he got kicked off the highway. So he said, he went to the outskirts of town. He got drove away from the town. Until finally, he said, he went out into an open field. And he began to preach. And he said, 10,000 people showed up. Just suppose... When he was told not to come back to the church, he would have said, I've had enough, I'm done. But no, he knew that if he persisted, at some point, God would intervene and God would fulfill his promise. And this widowed lady in this story, she kind of represents us. But the point that Jesus is trying to make is that if this woman was willing to appeal to this judge who was corrupt and of human abilities, but yet she got her desire. How much more will it pay off for us if we persist with a God who has unlimited power? We should never... Yes, whatever doubt, we may feel discouraged, but we should never give up on prayer. And the simple reason being, your answer may be one more prayer away. It would be sad if you, if you had prayed a number of years or, or however long you prayed for a situation and you got discouraged and give up and only to find out, wow, if I had held on just a little longer. There was a lady from our church back in Bidearm, Newfoundland. She was probably a Christian most all of her life. Her husband was unsaved. But that did not discourage her. She continued to attend church. She continued to be faithful and to pray for her husband. And at the age of 69, her husband 
came in. Just suppose she had to quit on his 68th birthday. What would have happened? Could have been a different outcome. But she held on. And the answer came. God isn't like this reluctant judge. He cares for us and He's ready to grant our requests when He knows that we are ready to receive them. It's not our time. It has to be God's time. I'll relate you one more story. F.B. Meyer, a preacher from a time gone by. He was crossing the Atlantic on an ocean liner. And he was asked if he would address the passengers on prayer. And there was an agnostic on that same ship. So he went to listen to F.B. Meyer's sermon. And at the conclusion, someone asked him the question, What did you think of Dr. Meyer's sermon? His reply was, I didn't believe a word of it. But anyway, later on, on the journey, there was another meeting. And this agnostic decided he would go again. In fact, his words were, I want to hear what that babbler has to say. But as he was going to the meeting room, there was an elderly lady sitting in a chair. And she had fallen asleep. And this agnostic had two oranges. So just for out of the spirit of fun, he put an orange in each of the old lady's hands and he went on to the service, to the meeting. But anyway, after the meeting, he was on his way back to his cabin. And the old lady, the older lady was awake and she was eating one of the oranges. And he looked at her and he said, ma'am, he said, you really look like you're enjoying your orange. She said, yes. She said, my father is very good to me. And he looked at her and said, certainly, he said, your father can't be alive. And she replied, praise God. She said, he's very much alive. And then she explained her situation. She said, I've been sick for a few days, very seasick. She said, and I was praying that God would send someone with an orange that would help with my seasickness. She said, he not only sent one, but he sent two. But because of her witness and her prayer to God to help her in her situation, before that cruise across the Atlantic was completed, this agnostic was converted to Jesus. So prayers certainly do resolve a lot of life's problems. So I want to encourage all of you here this morning. Don't be discouraged. Keep praying. The answer is on the way. God bless you.